Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey everybody. Right, you'll have to forgive me for being short and sweet this week. As you may be able to detect, I've got a bit of a throat thing going on, slightly under the weather, so I don't want to talk too much. But this is a really cool episode. We're going to be talking about self-talk and um, you know those voices in your head, what to do about it. It's something that comes up a lot, so um, we're really excited to put this out there. So do forgive me, I won't be there for the outro this week. I don't know how many of you even make it to the outro, but I'm often there, giving us a sign-off. And uh, yeah, but hey, have an awesome week, and uh, I'll hand you over to me and Ellie. Bonza. Happy Tuesday. It's nice to be here. Spring. <laughs> just looking at Sam's face, he's wondering what I'm going to say. <laughs> Bonza. So, no, I'm just freaking out about this new new microphone or di- other different microphone. I think we're going to be all right. It's fine. Mm. We're always going to be all right. Yeah. Sam's on the road. Sam's having a road trip. Yeah, with the parents. No, I'm, I mean, I'm staying at theirs. The road trip's already happened. It happened the road trip's happened. Road trip with Stu. Yeah, and it was... Uh, Who drove? Me. Yeah, me. Did he put his feet up on the dashboard or anything like that? No, he didn't. He did fall asleep for a large portion of it, though. We'd been out dancing the day <laughs> the day before. Um, so I think he was a bit he was a bit sleepy. But uh, so, yeah, no, he was just chilling. And I was driving. It's not a very nice drive. It's kind of... Um, Grimy, do you know what I mean? Grimy. There's not like many open fields around that drive. It's all very uh, lorries and yeah, it's not very nice. But mm. hey ho, I enjoyed it. I listened to a few good podcasts. So yeah, nice. Well, talking of being tired, I'm fucking knackered, and um, so I'm probably going to yawn through a lot of this. So if you hear me yawning, that's what's going on. Just the usual um, Ellie Crow tiredness kicking in uh so we we are how this this episode technically it's three but you named the first one something ridiculous so it doesn't no. look like it's part of the series no, i didn't you're doing it again no that was you're well out that was like two ago these are called self these are called exploring self no but the first one where we talked no. about why we were doing it you called it something about a chicken yeah yeah well, that, that made sense because we were talking about chicken. Yeah, don't worry. Don't confuse the poor listeners. Poor listeners, I apologize for Ellie Crow. These are all, <laughs> these are all <laughs> labeled uh, exploring self. So the, here we are with, yeah, part two, basically. We, we explored self-awareness, right? We did. And now what are we going to do? I'm having to do your bit, Ellie. Well, now what, what, were you, blah, 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 what are we exploring today? <laughs> <laughs> we are exploring self-talk. Yeah. That pesky voice or voices that you hear in your head. I was listening to somebody actually talking about uh, their <laughs> their experience of self talk the other day, and there, there were a couple of people talking to one another about the, like the voice that you hear in your head, and it was just interesting because one of them had made the assumption that the other one would have the same kind of voices in their head, and they were like, "Your voice is not like your own voice." I'm like, "Oh no, there's somebody else's voice." <laughs> Okay. There you go. 
<laughs> so, what were you going to say? Well, what are your voices? What's what's your voice in your head like? I should have thought about this before the episode, shouldn't I? I think it's just my voice. It's very northern and ranty. Great. Great. <laughs> great. Super smashing great. I love that you said ranty as well. <laughs> yeah, ranty, yeah. I don't have ah. any voices in my head. It's complete silence at all times. I can't remember the last time I had a thought. That's because you don't have any kids, Sam. <laughs> Clearly, that is a massive, massive fib. Um, I've had at least seven thoughts today, at least. Well, before we came on to record, I was just talking to you about my dog walk and how crazy my um, thinking brain was on my dog walk. should be like nice and relaxed, taking in the scenery. And instead, I'm like all over the place with thinking about all sorts of bits and pieces. So anyway, we wanted to draw attention to that that voice in your head, whether you recognise that you have one or not. And if you don't recognise that you have one, this is a really nice way to gently inquire as to whether you do have one and what the tone of voice might be like and how frequently you hear it and under what circumstances you hear it. And the reason why um, it's particularly important is because how we talk to ourselves is going to have an impact on how we feel, how we, um, what's the word, how we see ourselves, how we orient day to day. And so you can imagine if you, if you have a very encouraging voice and a very motivational voice in your head, then that's going to be a very different experience than a judgmental, uh, ranty, like my voice in your head. It's going to be very different. So we wanted to explore what what's happening in all of our heads mm. and what we might want to do as a result of it. It's inter- interesting what you said. I was just thinking to myself, talking to myself, as you were, as you were saying that, and there, there, there's definitely a difference between um, conscious, um, like engagement of that part of the psyche or the mind or whatever, versus um, the kinds of thoughts that might tend to pop kind of automatically um, that have very often they're kind of judgmental or, you know, they may have been there for a long, long time. Those kind of things that have been playing for years and years and years and years Um so there seems like there's a there's a big difference there between yeah kind of like self like engaging that because like if, like I'm kind of thinking you know you're sort of at the point you're just about to do something in a I don't know a sports game or whatever and you know there's that moment you're like come on you can do this man like come on like or whatever it might be that you're saying to yourself versus the kind of automatic thing that might pop when it's just like oh fuck's sake you've done it again or whatever that kind of stuff um yeah interesting to to talk about because i don't really see i think we have to be very careful with anything to do with the ego or anything to do with um or any of the gifts that we've been given if we go down the alley of believing that that some of them are positive or negative I, it just looks like it's all neutral to me it looks like there's a 
perhaps more like skillful ways of using these things and we mm. can kind of wake up to a more kind of natural use of them that's more helpful to us but the idea that we're going to like that some of them are bad and things like that no i think that to kind of be um like the word you use pal like included to kind of be loved and to kind of be i don't know kind of alchemized into something yeah because well, the, they just want to help us out most of the time right they've just got got a yeah. bit wonky there's no point in demonizing any of it because if you do that then you're likely to meet more resistance and then perpetuate it so most people listening to this will know how much of a fan of Susan Anderson I am and her work. And what I really like about what she does is separating out behavior and feelings when she talks about inner child and outer child. And the thing with the outer child is that that part of us isn't to be demonized. It's it, it's serving a purpose or it has served a purpose. And it's a very, just as you were alluding to, like it's a protective mechanism. It, it has a purpose. It has a reason. And so often the the voice that we can sense is less than um helpful that's very tamely put the, the the voice that kind of gets us into trouble the voice that says fuck it um the voice that can seemingly lead to self-sabotaging behaviors it, it it's not a bad thing it's it's a part of us and it's there for a reason and that we can be thankful and we can be grateful for it serving that purpose of safety mechanism protection. And when we see it differently, we've then got a different option about how we want to engage with it. Um, and just as, as you were talking to, like we, we become, hopefully we become more skillful at attending to ourselves so yeah, I agree with you. It's not necessarily that anything's good or bad, mm. but inevitably the way that we talk to ourselves and that habitual nature of thinking going unchecked is gonna determine, you know, our sort of general um way of being. Yeah, well, I mean, it looks like you're either coming from you, wisdom. And then there's kind of like all sorts of things are available to you, all sorts of responses, all sorts of different actions. Nothing's nothing's off the table. But when when we tend to come from the voice, those voices, the kind of conditioned mind, voice of the past, which, you know, it's one of these things, isn't it? It's like you say very often, they're, they're things that we learned when we were very young, for example, and they were actually helpful. Like, so they help they helped us navigate our younger years or or that yeah. difficult time at school or or whatever right but then we we kind of we just kind of uh <laughs> get like get, bring it along unchecked and it's still there with us when we're in our thought of 30s 40s 50s 60s or whatever and and when you're coming from those voices when you see them as real innocently then you tend to be much more in the world of reaction and you're kind of responding from there's less things available to you. There's less mm -hmm. wisdom available to you, less fresh new thought and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it just looks like a level of understanding thing. So Jamie, um, so anyone who listened to the the podcast with Jamie, smart, you'll know who he is. But the other week he said something that really stuck with me, which was although he completely understands that 
you know, the the self-sabotaging behaviors, what they look like, he doesn't see it as self-sabotage. He sees it simply as we're all doing what makes sense to us with the level of understanding that we have, which I've said a lot. And and with a different level of understanding, suddenly we we wouldn't do those things that look like we're trying to sabotage ourselves. The truth is that we we're doing what makes sense. Like at some level, although it might sound absolutely bonkers, that thing we think it either keeps us safe or helps us out or is going to bring on a certain type of feeling. You know, we see this a lot with addictions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. Yeah. So actually, do you know what? Thinking about it, following the those voices, those kind of what we're talking about today, they're kind of like um, really helpful signposts saying, hey, look over here, look over here. Because if you're if you're able to hold them lightly and not be afraid of them, they're just signaling to you. you know, hey, hey, this is, you know, because that's not who you really are, those things. They're, they're conditioning. Right. But mm-hmm. but yeah, they're a nice little wave to say, come and look over this way and. And often, I mean, I know we were talking about this, mate. Sorry, I'm waffling on now. But we, um, those voices, they just, we just, uh, we would never talk to other people in the way that many of our voices, you know, they talk to us, right? We we, we have a a separate and a different standard, like we said. There's no way we talk to our best mate in that way. Mm. Mm. For most of us, anyway. Why do you think that is, then? Well, because actually because because they're um well i guess at the deepest level because they're not us like they're not actually us like given the opportunity to be i don't know that's a, that's a really interesting question i guess at the deepest level they're not us so very often they ping up and then if we think they are then we can kind of inhabit the voice. And so that's, that's one level of it. I mean, how does it look to, I think there's a lot to that question. I think there's a lot to that answer. How, what, what, what does it look like to you while I let other things pop for me? Why we talk to ourselves so badly. Yeah. I, th- I think it's what's at the core of this whole series, this, this disconnection from self. You know, we're going to talk about a bunch of subjects like, self-trust and self-respect and things like that and if if all of those things are you know, generally intact and available then it doesn't seem feasible that you would then undermine yourself in in that kind of a way um so uh, i think that like the the short answer is self-worth right so if you value yourself and you see your inherent worth and you're deeply connected to that which is the only thing that's real then like it, it wouldn't make sense to talk to yourself in a in a way that is um, disrespectful or distrusting. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Well, then, you know, yeah, absolutely. So that that gets to, that's a, you you said what I was trying to say better. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't happen very often. No, it does. It (laughs) bloody well does. It's it's an innocent misunderstanding of who we are. Um, 
in in the sense that you're right if if any of us know and we all know at the deepest level that you know we're going to talk about this again and again but self-worth self-trust all that stuff they they don't come from the outside they don't come from achievements they don't come from how much shit you got or any of that stuff they come from touching your inherent value like the the deep um worthiness of just everything that's here right and we were at a level here we're at like the spiritual level so we're at a deeper level than oh yeah but how can you say that about that guy because he's clearly a worthless piece of shit because he's done all of these terrible things it's like well that that guy who's done all of those things i'm not condoning the the horrible things that that people do each day but they were kids right they 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 have that being in them you know no there's no way in nature it, horses and uh, rabbits they're not out doing a lot of the things that we do because of well for a whole host of different reasons but even if a horse were to i don't know rob a bank the, fuck are you the, the, the inherent value of that horse isn't going to drop is it like it's it's a being like it's got a this is so we're we're looking at a different this is important though because we're pointing at a deeper level than the shit you've done right because for some of you listening for many of us i'm sure we've done a whole bunch of stuff that we're not um proud of and all those kinds of things and but actually none of those things have ever touched the truth of who you are they can't do that like you can't at that level you can't take anything away from yourself and you can't add anything either mm. so to touch that just for an instant you realize oh i'm not those thoughts like just because i think i've got some guilty thinking or something like that maybe there's something for me to learn on one level but that hasn't that hasn't made a difference to who you really are it can't do that it can't touch that like and it's almost impossible to talk about what I'm pointing pointing to like you'll because words words don't it's you know don't really help us out that much we can only point um but hence why this series is such a great thing to invest your time in listening to and listening back to because you'll hear things differently every time i had a, a message recently from someone that's been in our world for a little while and she was just describing like the depths at which she understands stuff that we've been talking about for a long time but ha uh, having heard things in different ways at different times it's just you know because you you often like you and i talk a lot right <laughs> in various that is the point we can't places. just sit here in silence no one would come and, Someone and you, would. you do you do feel like you're repeating yourself quite a lot and then you're kind of wondering, like, does does this actually make sense to anybody else? Does this land? And it does. And it's it's nice when people come back and say, hey, like, this is how I see things now. Um, so that was a small tangent that I went off on after you talked about a horse robbing a bank. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it, though. You'd like, we'd be like, we're not going to be does like that a, horse. Does it have a badger sidekick? Well, yes, it certainly does. Here's the thing, right? We might put that horse in horse prison, horse prison, right, to protect the other horses because we'd be like, that horse is going to rob more shit. Look at its eyes. You can just see it. Look right? at its eyes. <laughs> Look at its horsey. What if you can't eyes. see its eyes? Because it, it, surely in my head when you described on. it, it had one of those burglar bill masks on. Yeah, well, oh, I, you think about that, blinkers? They? Sometimes they put that they put things on their eyes so they don't the flies don't annoy them, don't they? Things like that. They have like Corks. a little uh, a little veil or whatever. Oh, that's the Aussie people. 
Hogs, that's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Crocodile Dundee. Anyway, well, look, thing is, let me, fin- let me finish Isn't my it? story. Is he? Is he dead? I don't know. What is claiming? Is that someone's going to tell us if he is? If he's not, let me I'm finish really my sorry. story. Let me finish my story. All right, before you bomb it with things like that. Okay. Um, we might put that horse in horse prison, but we wouldn't be like that horse is. What? Did, as it looks to me, at the at the core of that horse, the the aliveness, the life in it, that kind of, it's just, it's just. It deserves its space here, you know. We're it. It just does. It's uh, for me. It just seems this stuff didn't seem obvious to me, but the very fact that anything is here says to me that it deserves its space. So, if you touch that space, that all this to say, if you see that, if you realise that your value doesn't come from the outside world, the things you've mm-hmm. done or haven't done, the mess ups you've made or haven't made, it comes from a far, far deeper place then you can open up to a world where just because you have some thinking, which is shameful or guilty or whatever it might be, that doesn't mean you're a guilty or a shameful person. It just means you've got some thought energy moving through you that's taking that form in the moment. Mm. And that that seems very different to me to if we're innocently under the um, illusion that we are our thoughts or feelings and nothing more than that. Then we just get caught up in it. Are you still thinking about a horse? And no, no. Did you hear my tummy getting no. involved again? These mics are better yeah, at picking out I, rumbles. I'll tell you what, my... it hasn't done that for a while. It was a, it was a real loudy that one. Didn't hear it. Good, good. Now what you're right. saying is um very, uh very true. And the thing is, it's it's not a pass to be a dick though. No, well, how would it how would it be a pass to be a dick? So I'm I'm not I'm curious as how how you think someone might might take it in that way. It looks because to me it looks like it's if you have that insight, those insights, and that deepening insight. And I like I don't I realize that every time I have it deeper and deeper and deeper, I don't know anything. Like it's it looks infinite to me. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't I know because the thing is every time I I get something. I have a real insight into something spiritual, then it's not long before I see it deeper. And I'm like, fuck, you don't know anything, man. It's infinite, right? The world, oh, yeah. it's like infinite. So I just think that's cool. But like, because it seems to me that if you touch that space, you're less likely to be a dick. Then if you, if you do just think that the reactions and the, and you are the voices in your head, like it seems like you're much more likely to kind of respond to those and come mm. from the head rather than come from the heart. I don't know, but I just wondered why why you thought it might be different. Mm. Ellie no, Crow tra- has a ponder on No, I've lost my train of thought entirely, so right. might have to might have to come back to it later. Better. Yeah, cool. But but I mean I really mean that. I think I think very often for a lot of us we think we need to upgrade the voice in our head or change the voice in our head, or practice making the voice in our head a different voice in our head. And it's not that those things are like completely like unfounded or they don't have an impact, but that doesn't look like the quickest route to setting ourselves free from it. 
it looks like just realizing that we're not those things, just mm. seeing that we're not any of that, that they're just mm. energies that are here to help us one way or another, that have got too big for their boots and they're just kind of stomping around in our head. Mm. Like, like you said about your walk today when you went for a walk and you were out like with your badger sidekicks. With your, with, your, with your beagles, yeah, beagle. I said badgers, I love badgers. When you had all those thoughts in your head, it's like, the if, we, if we've got like, if the snow globe's going off and we've got all sorts of stuff going on, I mean, like, I don't know about you, but like, for me, it's like, good luck trying to like, get one of them out one by one, or like trying to sort them out. It's kind of like sitting back into that space and just letting it roll off, letting the energy yeah. burn off. And then, because it... I'm just becoming more and more, it looks more and more true to me that we don't need anything other than trust in the wisdom and intelligence behind life. Like it, there's nothing, it, it seems that beliefs and constructs and things in our mind are really helpful for helping us navigate the world. And we're always going to need some of them in terms of like, you know, an understanding, like our embodied understanding of the world is incredibly powerful. And the closer we get to how it works, the more easy life gets. But when it comes to like a belief around, so like if I thought I needed to have a number of different beliefs around creativity, for example, and a voice in my head that's like, you know, going to help me with that, or I don't know how useful that looks to me anymore. It looks like the less I have going on, the more creative I am. Mm. There's like things we can do to train it. So it's not that there aren't skills to learn. It's not like if I if I suddenly was like, I'm just going to sit here and tap into the intelligence-inspired life and paint the world's most beautiful picture. It's not happening, people. I promise you. But mm. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I think I'm on a tangent. I'm always on a tangent. I just I keep going back to that bloody horse. What about it? What's bothering you about the horse? Why the long face, Ellie Crow? What the long face? Are you feeling hoarse? Feeling hoarse? No, feeling fucking tired, mate. Tired and worn out. No, not feeling hoarse, but I, I feel a bit sad for the horse. Um, it's, yeah, it's just it just lost its way a bit, isn't he? Yeah, but how's he not going to be? How's he not going to go and rob any more banks then? Well. By having a, he will, any of us will do the things that we do until we have an insight that raises our level of understanding and we do something different. Like if I think of the things that it's made sense for me to do over the years, the only thing that's changed them is yeah, having insights. So like it looked like use it, the use of drugs and alcohol and the way that I was using them was um, was wisdom in action in the sense that with the level of understanding I had, it made perfect sense for me to do those things. Mm. But once I started having insights into the nature of thoughts and feelings, the nature of the safety of them, um, that, you know, when I walked out of the innocent under misunderstanding I had around um, you know, some feelings being positive, some of them being negative, and some of them need to, I need to run away from and others I need to run towards, all that kind of stuff. It it started looking very different to me very, very quickly. So I think for many of us, we beat ourselves up for the things that we're doing 
because consciously we're like, I shouldn't be doing this. This doesn't make sense. I know it's bad for me, but look, it's, it's been there. It's, it's, it's been at some level. It's, we do stuff because we, it makes sense to us. Right. Mm. If you want to change that, it's not about beating ourselves up. It's about just loving ourselves and just saying to yourself, okay, you are where you are, mate. You are where you are. So, so if you notice thoughts in your head, suddenly loads of judgmental thoughts in your mind, what's the natural thing to do at the same level of that? Well, you can fucking judge yourself for having a bunch of judgmental thoughts. That's it's like, that's the cycle just repeating itself. Right. So it looks like if the horse is going to stop robbing banks, it's going to realize that the feeling and the uh, security and the, the buzz or whatever that horse thinks it's going to get from bank robbing. Um, that's, that's not really what they want. You know, there's something deeper than that. And if they have insights into that realm, you know, that horse just wakes up to its true value as a, as a, as a being, and then suddenly things will look very different. And we've got those stories everywhere. We've got those stories everywhere, but I'm not sure our society does the best job of truly helping people who have, for whatever reason, fallen into a pattern of causing other people pain or or whatever. We tend to punish, right? We tend to try and punish people so that they'll start towing the line. Mm. But not really sure that's going to raise but like often what happens like people fall out of prison what do they um, very often end up back in prison because we're not actually helping those people to see that stuff and that even that that's innocent as well that that makes sense to society as a whole you know and, and it wasn't that long ago that we were doing things even different again right mm. in terms of punishment and all those kinds of things anyway God, this yeah. is a, you can't invite me to podcast anymore, really, Pro. We'd go down all sorts of weird shit. Mm. You're tired, so you're just letting me talk and you're like, oh, God, oh, God. God. Oh, what are we going to do with this one? Well, what I was thinking about when you were, <laughs> I was about to say raffling on there, raffling on, just made up a new word, was just one of the reasons why it's so wonderful and important that, so many folks are listening to this or other <laughs> other podcasts are available <laughs> or um, are involved in some of the programs that we coach in or other people coaching because it's you know what I'm saying about not being a dick then it's um you're turning away from that propensity to be a dick you might still act like a dick at times because it makes sense to you but that that undercurrent that will that intent is something much uh higher and that that's coming from your um what's the word i'm looking for You know, it's, it, that that's your authentic self. Yeah, I mean, that looks huge to me. Like, so imagine you're in an argument or something happens and you, you, you do something you don't want to do. You're in a low mood state and you react and you walk away and there's that feeling of, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Like, it's not that that voice is, that, that voice is, can be very powerful. If you listen to it and you're like, 
oh yeah like i don't want to do that like that's not me um but then in that moment of learning then we move on what a lot of us tend to do is pick the voice you know we either repeat the voice again and again and again and we keep going with it we keep mm -hmm. going with it it looked like what you've just said is really powerful it looks like a message you wouldn't be feeling it otherwise right mm -hmm. And we all do stuff like that when we're not feeling our best or when we're in a low mood state, our thoughts and feelings aren't like particularly reliable and we're coming from conditioning. We're coming from fear or whatever. We're not coming from spirit. And we mm -hmm. say that thing we don't want to say half of often, you know, I don't know in my life. I'm like, I know I don't want to say it as I'm saying it, but you're in the moment and you're caught up and it's automatic. Mm -hmm. That happens very, very, that doesn't happen anything like what it used to for me um but yeah it's uh so they can be gifts they they are gifts these voices in our head and they're they're not to be I, I don't think that we need to be frightened from them i think for many of us what lots of the reasons why people end up using alcohol or whatever is because you don't we don't want to hang out with them yeah yeah and then you're missing out on a huge portion of your life that whole time that i was drinking i and the way that i've described it is like turning down that inner voice so it's like super quiet barely audible and turning up the volume of other people in my life um external sources ambient noise and to be able to start to tune into that inner voice again and turn down the voice of others and the ambient noise, not so that it's excluded, but that you have that connection back with yourself and that you can orient towards what's really true so life-giving because otherwise like as you say if you drown if you drown that out if you numb it then like, you, it's impossible to live authentically you just be missing out on so much it's just not not there not present and that to me like if i think back about my drink like I don't know, like not that I regret anything, but it's like a whole vast portion of my life where I wasn't entirely, well, I just, I wasn't present for it. It's a yeah. real shame. I, think it's, I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, for me, it's kind of clear. It looks, it looks like uh, in a strange way, I'm kind of, I mean, you know, there's a time where I didn't think I'd ever say this. I'm I'm grateful that things were how they were. They had to be that way. It was inevitable. They couldn't have been any other way because that's how they were. Um, and I and I and I woke up and have started on you know this journey that I'm on. And I and I really do feel like for any of us that like a day, an hour, or a day or a week spent fully awake to who we really are or or waking up to you know the spiritual side of life truly and all that stuff is worth you know a lifetime being asleep like it's uh 
I don't know. I don't know what it is that mm. decides all this stuff. It's it's kind of it's kind of wacky, but but yeah, yeah. But um, I I really don't think. I think actually one of the the the, the quickest ways to 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 have insights and to grow is to get really cozy with with what's happening right now and just realize that okay i perhaps there's a part of me that doesn't like the fact that i've been drinking like this or i'm having thoughts or these things but yeah this is you know it's where i am and i'm gonna love i'm gonna love myself for where i am i'm just gonna be be here and go, and go from that place um because that seems to come from a that like deep compassion to be with ourselves and to honor where we actually are seems to open up spirit it seems to be able to surrender basically isn't it we're no we're not, we're not resisting mm. anymore we're kind of just surrendering to it and we're open to the fact that there's more to see um and then we see it mm. we tend to see it life life tends to deliver the goods so how do we want to so what's the was there anything else that we needed to we've gone down all sorts of of uh rabbit holes i didn't think we'd go down today but is there any anything we want to leave our listeners with self-talk before we uh she's just she's just sat here with her are you have you fallen asleep ellie crow pretty much hello hang on there's a voice in my head oh it sounds <laughs> i mean i think so there's going to be a lot of there are a lot of things out there that are about um you know talking back and all those kinds of things to the voice in your head and i don't want to say that all of those things are like not useful and all but but i think this conversation was just about something a little bit just pointing in something pointing in a slightly different direction is in to say at any point if any of us just wake up to the fact that you're not the voices in your head you know you're you're this amazing being that's witnessing all that and if you can hold them in grace and love them, then things will start to change. Um, you know, whether you do all that kind of thought work as, as, as some people might call it or not, I think. Mm. Yeah. Well put, buddy. Nothing to add. Awesomeness. Right. I'm going to click that, uh, that button. Do you want to, do you want to give our, give our listeners a, a, a weekly uh, wish? What do you want to say? A weekly wish. Yeah. Wish something for our listeners. What would you like them all to have this week or experience? Oh, do you know what I would like them to experience? I wish that they'd get the opportunity to go and look a cow in the eye. <laughs> or a horse. No, a cow. Right, go look a cow in the eye. Right, you've heard it. It's um, a wish from Ellie Crow, but there's only one person that can make it happen, and that is you. 